Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. Oh my god. But they know they're not married material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. All right, man, this is, what episode is this, Artesia? 197. 197. Yeah. So we're, I always try to tell people, like, I like to keep that line of transparency right there. Mm -hmm. We literally just got off the phone with Tara. Mm-hmm. Set her for a little bit, me and Doug. <laughs> me and Spider, yeah, me and Spider the DJ man. You know, we just got we just got through talking about me calling people's government names. I told him I started calling you know Spider's real name, his first name, because we done broke bread together, we done ate together, we done had a beer together, we friends. That's when you really start talking about friendship. People mm-hmm. throw the word friend around too loosely. I'd be like, nigga, have you ate with this nigga? Did you smoke a blunt with this nigga? Did you run a train on the we'll beach? We'll get you that next. Y'all ain't friends. Maybe not Are that those one. the only requirements <laughs> yeah. for friendship? No, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, it just depends on what it is. So okay. we're here to do the Real Spill recap. We haven't done one. In yeah, a- we have a lot to recap. So we're going to try and but get you know get it all in, uh, get you a podcast quickie and condense it. See, you see how our brains are? She's like, we're going to condense it. I'm like, podcast quickie. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll name that episode. This episode, podcast quickie. Maybe so. But we, we, we were really hyped about getting back in to the studio mm-hmm. to do the podcast because for one I think you've grown a passion for it mm-hmm. you didn't used to like sometimes it used to be like pulling teeth Doug yeah, was- you know what Spider Doug apologize it's all the same okay thank you yeah, it was like pulling teeth because you were used to previous co-hosts and you were expecting me to be the same I don't think you realized that I was just really filling in trying to help you out yeah you still kind of doing that you just yeah. have the name, you're an honorary co-host now. Yeah. But if somebody else came along and they was doing something good, which I don't see it happening because I done got used to this now, or, you know, unless I move somewhere and then we got to find it. Yeah. Then other than that, we good. So I hate flying. I've said this several times. We didn't really, I don't have a bad flight story this time. Yeah. I really don't. Um, but I do like the shoulder bumping like, I think the last thing we had to do brought his uh, sour cream and onion dip shit on the plane. And he was eating it on the plane. Oh, yeah. It smelled like fucking feet and ass. Mm. But the other than that, it's like we, we didn't deal with that. Well, I think, I don't know if it's just my tolerance has gotten low or whatever, but I didn't really enjoy this flight. The flight or the, the trip? The flight. Why? 
Because for one, we were delayed because uh, Trump was Trump. flying into town. I meant to tell you that, bro. And everybody wanted to race to the window yeah. to see Air Force One. So we ended up being delayed like a long time. And I was sitting there quiet. Yeah. But I was sitting there quiet because I was thinking, what if a good whiff, just a wind hit the tarmac and blew his toupee back? <laughs> that shit would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. So the delay and then I think the flight seemed longer because of the delay. Yeah. So I was ready. To, I don't know. My I got some ass. Hurting. My ass bone was hurting. <laughs> I was like, damn. Because, you know, my legs are long. Yes. So just And I think the person in front of me let their seat back. Yes. So my knees were like, I don't know. I just, just ain't been a fan of it. But San Diego was good to us. Uh, we had the flight. The flight wasn't bad. We got to the, you know, landed, got us a little shithole of a car that I felt like was a tennis shoe. I could have wore it. You know, that's how small the car was. Um, we left there, hung out, yeah. went to the Padres game where we was fucking but high. You missed, you, missed, you missed the highlight of the trip, though. What's the highlight? Because it was my birthday trip. And so you decided. In business. It was my birthday trip. You decided to make part of a business. I I agreed to that. Oh, but I don't you enjoyed why. it. I did. But overall, since it was my birthday trip, you decided to um, treat us to an oceanfront hotel. No, I treated you. <laughs> yes, you did. My pocket didn't say I treated myself. That shit left my pocket. It didn't. So, anyways, you treated pocket. me to a nice oceanfront and hotel. I, and I'm great. And it was. And I st- and we and because we're not together, we just enjoyed. It. I still didn't fuck. Straight up, bro. Tell yeah. me I ain't no real nigga, yeah. Doug. And I'll let you say nigga right now. <laughs> now tell me I ain't no real nigga. <laughs> Shit. You a real one. So Thank anyways, you. yeah, the view was amazing. Yes. Like if we we did some waiting to excel, Angela Bassett and Wesley Snipe shit. Oh, look yes, out now. We did. You it, know what I mean? I just held her. And it just chilled. But it was a beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> like when we got there, the sunset was coming down. I was like, damn. Yeah. Then you know, I was like, let's get out of the room because the cows, Jr. That I literally, we walked in the room and Jr. Fucked up. Uh, yeah. Literally, that was the first night that, that ruined my night. That ruined, sure. bro. Yeah. I had to go sit at the bar, eat the best wings. It's a place called the Local Pub mm-hmm. in San Diego. Amazing oh, yeah. wings, bro. I mean, just regular. But watching that over and over, I was like, damn, this kind of spoiled. What I just had happen. Yeah. But it was amazing to wake up, to go to sleep, listening to the beach, to mm-hmm. wake up, listening to the beach. It was a nice area, great food, enjoyed all of that. And I'll say this, bro, I, I got the room because I feel like she's deserving of it. And it's so crazy because people are probably like, these niggas might as well just get back together. There's more to it than that. I'm working on me. Yeah. I want to work and on I'm, me. And I'm getting back to me. I think this has been like the most yeah, refreshing people don't understand. part of the breakup. That's what people don't understand. And it's such a beautiful thing. Because they like, how can they still be <laughs> cool and not be angry with each other? Yeah, you yeah. know I hear that from Mike all the time. Yeah, it might be. I, and I had to, you know, and the, the, the key thing I tell people, I had to tell Frank the other day too, we ain't fucking, but see, we I, not together. If I ain't I hitting that to- throat, then we ain't <laughs> no, what's the rhyming word? I don't know, but I'm going to let you think yet. about it. Okay. I tried that. When I had, I, if I, I don't hit you, that throw, we ain't in the same boat. Oh God! Okay, I <laughs> called you the other day and I told you that one of my old friends hit me up and they were like, "Oh, you know, they didn't know that we broke up." Yeah. So I told them. He was still trying to shoot a shot. Yeah, but yeah. I shut that down. Okay. And so, anyways, because uh, <laughs> of me, y'all. Should no, because I'm down. not. I'm really enjoying. We like, just have getting, to verify that because you know people think no, you're no, doing no. everything because of me. You're no. getting locks now. People think you're getting locks because I have dreads. No. <sighs> no. I'm just enjoying the space that I'm in. So anyways, that was the main thing that I said when we were having this conversation. I was like, but we ain't fucking. Yeah. It was like, ain't nobody believing that shit. Yeah. Because we are so close. Nigga, ain't my fault that even my game make a bitch walk different. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Okay, moving <laughs> <I'm just> on. <laughs> so, 
So you Ooh. you can't talk. Everybody in this motherfucker laugh. It was a joke. If you know, if the people in here know me. Yes, they For the do. people out here who listening, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not that pretentious, man. Okay. So you can't talk about the Padres game without highlighting the interview that led to the experience that happened at the Padres game. The Is that inter- what happened? Yeah, because the interview oh, was that I Friday. The, oh, yeah, the it was. The interview was Friday. Right. So we interviewed Alex Sherrill. Shout out to the homie at Southwest Patient Group. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, his partner, Pearl. Pearl, yes. <laughs> Pearl was amazing. I have to say partner because he kind of introduced her kind of like how we introduced. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, is this your wife or your girlfriend? He was like, he it literally caught him off guard. He's like, kind of, he kind of Kevin Durant it, you know, when Kevin Durant was walking out and that girl, whoever that woman was, because don't nobody know Kevin Durant got a girlfriend, but somebody asked that nigga for a kiss, and he kind of looked around like, okay, bitch, <laughs> and then he just kept walking. But that's how he kind of responded. And he was like, yeah, it's like, you know, he's like, she's pretty much my wife, but she's girl, is his girlfriend. But we had a great interview with yeah. Alex. If you don't know anything about marijuana, this is the podcast episode 195. Yeah. Um, you may want to listen to that. Check it out. He's talking about hemp, mm-hmm. CBDs, THCs. And uh, just the industry, like the San Diego uh, cannabis. And that hard word, culture. cannabinoids, or cannabinoids, or something yeah. that he said. Yeah, he said it weird. Yeah, it, it sounded like <laughs> animaniacs. That's right. all I thought about when he said cannabinoids. I was like, animaniacs. It has the same amount of oh syllables in it. So, yeah, the interview was so dope that they ended up inviting us out to their dispensary. And at the dispensary, they invited us to party with them. The next day. Yeah, that was the next day. But, but yeah, we went we to the Padres up. game because you bought some marijuana. Yeah. And shout out to the homeboy, Poster Boy, who's in studios with us now. I, I literally shot some videos at Southwest Patient Group, yes. sent them to Franklin, which is a Poster Boy, our yes. videographer, and he sent the shit back with like in 30 minutes. Yeah. And Alex was like, how you get that so fast? We got people, my nigga. Don't worry right. about it. We got this <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? We're fishing around this motherfucker for mm-hmm. the people, you know, may cost you a little, may cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But we got everything around here. So we picked up some stuff and on our way to Well, I feel like the co-host oh. and she the host. Like she just, ain't she carrying this motherfucker today? She normally don't I carry like it. I yeah, like that's it. what I'm saying. Go ahead. I don't mind. I'm just punchline Willie. <laughs> so we picked up some stuff from the dispensary and on our way to the Padres game, me and you, we decided to pop a gummy. Yeah, but see, this is the thing about the gummy. Have you ever eaten a sausage and biscuit from Whataburger? So, you know, when you get the jelly, it's like in that little carton thing. You yeah. gotta yeah, yeah. That's how the the marijuana gummy was. We just thought it was a bit clump. So I was like, just because break it that's apart. that's how they were yeah. when we went to Colorado. Exactly. So and I was so, like, let's just break this bitch in half and eat it. But when I tasted it on my tongue after taking half of it, it was two squares. So it was four squares. So you really only needed to eat one because yeah. they were 10%. Yeah. For people who don't know, that's 10% of weed. It's 10% <laughs> in a beer. And a beer, one beer don't fuck you up. My nigga, I ate two of these, and when I felt two, I knew my tolerance was good. But I knew this nigga shit was like old titties in a winter breeze, bro. So wait a minute. As soon as like I was putting it in my mouth, and he was like, "Oh no, I break said, it stop! In. You gotta yeah. break that shit." But in I half. had already put it in my mouth, and it literally tasted like I had a bud yeah. in my mouth. But yeah. I was eating it at this point because I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. we did. I did a whole one in oh, Colorado, yeah. and I was just fine. Mm-hmm. So I should be good." No, nah, it's that California shit. So <laughs> we get to the game. I had me a beer, <laughs> you know, and when I had a beer. It's like it activated that shit. And all of a sudden he started laughing. He was like, I don't know, but this shit is activated. <laughs> and by this time, I took a sip of my wine and I don't know why I did that because it was like a slow haze that came over my eyes and I couldn't even keep my eyes open. It's like a kid in church and they're bored and you're waking them up because you're embarrassed as a parent. You like, wake your ass up. And this is church. <laughs> you don't be disrespectful. 
That but, was her dozing off in the third inning. But okay, the top of the third inning of the Padres game. <laughs> okay, so we've been to baseball games before. Yes, we never stayed the entire time. No, but this one did go by pretty fast because they got it went by fast. Well. But I don't even remember it. Like that's how yeah. crazy it was, mm-hmm. and I couldn't keep my eyes open. And all I kept thinking was, please do not embarrass yourself. Yeah. Please do not embarrass. And yourself. we were sitting behind to the <laughs> left behind the baseball, like the diamond. So the pop ups. Yeah. We're just coming, bro. I swear like 10 of them. And it was them. one part where everybody around me, you included, was yeah. like, whoa. And I, my eyes got big, but I couldn't do nothing. It seemed like you was moving in slow motion to yeah. get the ball. And I was like, is this nigga not going to catch the yeah. ball? Because the ball was coming. See, I was, But see, I was high, too. So I was looking at my menu. It took me like 20 minutes to figure out what I wanted to eat. I was like, oh, my God. So I, every, and she right. It was slow motion. Because I'm looking at my menu. I'm like, okay, what the fuck am I going to eat? And yes. you know when a pop-up goes, it's like, and everybody like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, and then it's like I heard her, and she's like, "Are you gonna get the ball?" And I look up, and I was like, and it's like the ball landed like right outside of my grasp. <laughs> if I was paying attention, I would have caught it. But it's another guy that was from Philadelphia. I later learned later on in the game, he was both. We both were reaching for the ball, mm-hmm. but the ball fell on the bleacher. I thought it was gonna bounce off the ground and go up in the air. So like when it falls, my high ass looks up, and I'm just like, <laughs> wait for that bitch to come down, <laughs> and it landed in between the, the folding chair, and the guy next to me just grabbed it out of the uh-huh. folding chair. I was like, oh shit. I was so nervous. I was like, just don't let me get hit in the head. But with I ball. never dozed. I, well, she, she, I didn't never doze out, but I was like, I got to start paying attention because sitting behind them with all those balls, I was like, yeah. I don't want to be the nigga on ESPN where the ball hit me in my motherfucking face or I'm eating my food and it just laying right in my lap and everything just go everywhere. It was all bad. And normally when we're in San Diego, like whatever we do, we end up going out later because yeah. we were near the gas lamp yeah, district. That didn't happen. Yeah, because I couldn't function. Like this I motherfucker just was to shaking sleep. like booty meat. The breeze it was, was coming cold. off the, <laughs> the breeze was coming off the ocean, sweeping through downtown, and she was sleep on my shoulder. Like, bro, this motherfucker was shaking. I felt the bleachers shaking. I was like, damn. And I literally I looked, I woke up, I said, wake your motherfucking ass up. You embarrassing me. Like you don't get if you gonna shake like a fucking crackhead in the middle of December. You can't sleep on my show to embarrass me with all these good white people around. Because we was with our white folks. Trust posted. me, I was trying. Like, I in my mind, that was Don't my goal. Don't embarrass me around these Do white people. Do not embarrass yourself. Oh, like, but the I, worst <laughs> fucking thing, though, speaking of embarrassment, so after that, we order all this high-ass food. We get ready to pay for it. The lady comes. I give her a car. She was like, the car didn't go through. I'm like, no. In my mind, I'm thinking, bitch, there's money on this car. Mm-hmm. So she tries to run that car like two or three times. Mm-hmm. I take another card. I was like, try this card. Still didn't run through. Now, I'm thinking in my head, yeah. now, I've talked on the podcast about being broke, but I know better than to go out of town broke. Exactly. And then you asked me for my for car. My car. And and when I, sw- I heard you say. Yeah, I swiped her car, and when she swiped, she's like, ain't nothing on her. I said, well, bitch, all three of these cars wrong, because if she ain't got no money, then something <laughs> is wrong. Because I this is my go-to when I ain't got no bread. And then what made me kind of a little bit more alert, because our friend that we were there with, he was like, oh, yeah. dang, bro, how many times you going to pay? Yeah. And I was like, And what? then in my mind, I was thinking, you white motherfucker, how dare you? <laughs> nah, you know what I mean, Spider. I'm just joking around. But I he my boy. I was like, nah, bro, I'm straight. But, but in my mind, I was like, damn, I'm the we the only black folks around this motherfucking eye car it ain't working. But I don't know if it That's was That's kind of shit you got to think about when you black, Spider. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. But I don't know if it was because we were high or not, because when I did get back, I was looking at my account, and literally, she ran that car seven times. Like, the charge went through my account seven times. But what happened was, you know, when you travel and you're spending money somewhere else, it it blocked. So, and my high ass, I was sitting there, and I was like, how it ain't no money on three cars? 
And I said, we out of town. We've yeah. been spending money before we left. We done spent money here, bought a room, rented a car. Mm-hmm. They probably like, who the fuck just jumping from Dallas to San Diego and to had, Mission Bay buying up shit? Yeah, the bank has sent us both Both of us. we like, dr- high and drunk. <laughs> do you approve there. these transactions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, this card works. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what happened at the Padres game. But overall, man, um, it was a great, It was I had a great time interviewing Alex, just learning stuff from him. Mm-hmm. But then after the podcast, one thing, like Terrell just said on the last podcast, I like to really kind of, I'm going to use a Stephen A. Smith word, ingratiate myself, you know what I'm saying, with these people. I really didn't never know this word in my whole goddamn life, but that nigga said on ESPN so much, I was like, I know a new word now. So I have to ingratiate myself with, you know, my the people I interview. So after that, we talked for a little bit, and he was like, what are you guys doing tonight? And he was talking to her, and he was like, uh, mm-hmm. you guys ought to come out to, you know, come out to the um, to the house. And I was like, and do what? He's like, well, we having a get-together out there, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking... Honest thoughts. Sorry, Alex, if you listen to this, but my honest thoughts, because he talked about the cartel and shit on the podcast. And I was like, I don't want to go to no house party and and it's a bunch of vatos and something goes sideways and I ain't got no niggas with me. And the dispensary was like right by the border. Right by Tijuana. Yes. So So I was thinking in my head, before we even went, I was like, training day. (laughs) Have you ever had your shit pushed in? Huh, bitch? What you talking about? Well, we playing spades, nigga. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking about. And I told her, I called my mom, and I didn't even tell my mom nothing about the cartel shit. I was like, hey, man, you know, we met this guy. He owns a weed thing. You know, we gonna, he invited us to go to this party. We're going to go on out there to this party. She's like, oh, he black? I was like, no, he's a Mexican dude. She's like, you need to be careful. <laughs> and I was like, this is how you think white folks feel about us. Now you doing the same goddamn shit. You need to be careful. And I was like, Lord, this nigga ain't a drug lord. It's legal, ma. But <laughs> She's still thinking in Texas the shit is illegal. This nigga's got license yeah. for this shit. Yeah, but thankfully you had your homeboy that you grew up with. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. So he ended up coming with He us. allowed us to, you yeah. know, to invite some people because that made me feel more comfortable because I was like, I got a day one and he got one of his homeboys from San Diego. Yeah. So we went on out there, had an amazing time, man. Yes. Now that was like a, a marijuana festival. Bro, duh. I didn't even I thought partake. about you, bro. I thought about you. Yeah. Because literally, awesome. they had about 15 blunts in rotation. They had some kind of vaporizer where Different you put apparatus. Yeah, you put a bag on. See, I like that word. So she took a bag and she put that bag. He oh, put yeah. the bag on top of this little machine and it's it a blew. Volcano. Bro. And all you had to do is put the little thing to your lips and it mm-hmm. would press and release in, in the smoke into you. Know. And he was he was smoking so much. Bro. I was like, okay, are you going to be all right? He was like, just drive I was back. like, just drive home. Yeah, just drive home. I can't turn. I can't walk away but, without this good weed experience. But I couldn't <laughs> the even The weed extravaganza. Because I was so embarrassed from the night before, so I didn't even <laughs> do nothing. Oh, yeah. She I didn't even drink. Like, she looked like a prude bitch at a church. <laughs> and I knew it, too. Sitting on a pew I holding felt a bad. purse. I felt I like, bad. what kind of shit? She didn't even really move. <laughs> didn't take a shot. I had no, shot. No, I did tequila, take a shot. That tequila was amazing. I didn't take a shot at tequila. I did the Jameson because uh, yeah. your homeboy brought Jameson. So yeah. I did the shot of Jameson, but that yeah. was it. But that, it was good, man. A good time. Uh, he So he said he does them monthly. Mm-hmm. So he just basically invites the employees who work at his weed shop yeah. out to his house just to kind of build they're up all camaraderie. Friends. Yeah. They, hired, they basically hired all their friends. And I was like, how cool is it to roll a joint for your boss? And then he <laughs> smokes that bitch and passes it back. <laughs> And starts the rotation. You're crazy. Uh, no, that so shit. That's like, California. You can't get that shit here. I kind of feel like we need to do a redo because I was not. Um, I don't like to feel like I'm a lightweight at anything. Oh, it caught you was a lightweight. Yeah, that night. But I need to make up for that. The way you handled that uh, <laughs> that gummy was as if you had no ass. But but <laughs> you was very lightweight. <laughs> 
but no, you're my witness because we I did gummies in Colorado and I was just fine. Right? I think the I think the level the THC in it level was different. I think that was a five percent. So really? with those being ten, you ate twenty percent, which means you ate the whole pack of what you ate in Denver in one time in San Diego. It was all bad. Oh, yeah. I was like, and Matt was like, y'all want to go out tonight? I said, no, nah, I'm going to take her home, man. And then I felt bad because I know that they wanted to go out. Yeah. And they still could have went out. Yeah, they really could have. They could have went out, but, but you know, Matt yeah. is a real nigga and he decided to sit around. And Matt is a white guy, mm-hmm. but he is a real nigga. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about, <laughs> I like to get personal sometimes. Okay. Not personally, like with her, but how I have poster in here and I have guys in here who have dated women. And you know it's they so secretive when it comes to farts and shits. It's like ninjas. I remember she used to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm about to get ready to go in there. You shut the door behind you. Did you you piss or shit? Which one? I just want to prepare myself. Oh my god, bro, she did not give me a warning in San Diego. Everybody was kung fu oh fighting. Those shits was fast as lightning. I was like, whoa. Really? No air freshener. No match. Oh, my God. And then the thing about Matt, his place is so dope, but his vent and his thing, you know how you go to some place and, like, you turn the vent on, it's like, "Mm," it feel like it'll just suck all the bad smell. Yeah, you're about to be sucked out yourself. And then you get some where it's like, "Mm." you're like, nigga, this ain't taking no motherfucking shit smell. like." Okay, that's that's what what it was. In my defense, that's what it was. I said, this nigga has no place for the fumes to escape. I walked in there, I turned the shower on, I washed my hands with some good smelling soap to get the, oh, I was like, my God. My God. I, cannot I mean, my shit stink all the time, so you should be fine. No, but yes, it does. See, women don't see how women get when they, y'all shit too. No, yes, it does. You bleed, you shit, <laughs> you pee. But I had extenuating circumstances because that was the weed like cycling through my body. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I was like, man, look at her. But why is that though? Why, why, why do you feel like, I mean, Oh my God. What's the part? I, like people always say, you know it's real when you can fart and shit. I went over to the house yesterday and I was just chilling. I ate some pizza and I was sitting on the couch and every five minutes I was like, excuse me, excuse me. I ain't holding this shit in. I don't care whether we together or not. Excuse me. You got some tissue in the bathroom. I have to go blow this bitch up. Excuse me. I'm doing that shit. I'm not supposed to act like nothing. I ain't got nothing going on. I had that shit on the plane. <laughs> and we got on the plane and I was like god damn it cuz yeah, I literally was right trying to we shit rocking down I was the- trying to shit before I got on the plane cuz I knew it was coming and we started walking down that thing I said I got to shit and now we got a three hour flight. <laughs> and then I got in there. You know, sometimes when you can't gas or use the bathroom, it's just like it comes up to the top of your belly like it want to come out, but then it drops you like, woof. Oh, man, like a Jamie Foxx episode. This is such. And I went to the bathroom on the plane and I was, at, I was like, I got to fart because I will not shit. It's too small to shit on the plane. And it's not sanitary. It's not sanitary. Mm-hmm. Hell, when I pee, it's all over the place because the plane's shaking. Oh, God. <laughs> I wiped the seat, though. Okay. So, that let's, I mean, let's, moving on. Move on to it. It's just being real shit. What's the, I don't understand, like, why we running from it. I'm not running from it. I, I think you are. No. Shout out to Matt again from San Diego for your hospitality, man. We really appreciate it. The beaches were amazing. Yes. Bro. The last one that he took us to. I know you left. saw that ass. It was some of them girls yeah. laying flat they, on the beach. And I, the sun was hitting it and they was all up. And I, I, in my mind, I was just thinking, this is heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was 70 degrees, blue ocean, mm-hmm. 
You can hear it, people just playing, laughing, smell of weed in the air. Ass, just trotting down the beach, <laughs> shining. I looked out one time, I was like, damn, they got buns out there? <laughs> that shit literally like oven buns, like when the butter just right on the top. <laughs> I was like, how are you? I, I told her, I said, if I was living in California, I don't. I probably wouldn't settle down until I'm 50. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's too much out there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You had something you wanted to talk about today. What you got? I've been mm-hmm. kind of going on my no, shit. No, I think it's funny this time nobody mis- uh, mistook you for Eddie Lacey. That is true. Yeah. Eddie, the, the the Eddie Lacey curse is dead. That's because, and I told you before we went to San Diego, mm-hmm. nobody's going to think I'm Eddie Lacey because the nigga's no longer relevant in the NFL. Ever since he left Green Bay, went to Seattle, yeah. he has not been anything. But then I was like, it, it could have been because we didn't go out as much either. That could be a possibility. Yes. That's true. So I wanted to answer a question from um, Drina, one of our listeners. She wanted us to answer a question of, is masculinity getting in the way of mental health and people, like for men, and coming out? So, you know, every, we talked about this because with what's the girl with the purses? No, no disrespect. Uh, I don't Kate know her name. Spade. Yeah, yeah. Kate Spade. And mm-hmm. then the cook. Anthony yeah. Bourdain. Yeah. So and then uh, somebody jumped off of I-30 today, this morning. In Dallas? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I just hate but, but it's unfortunate that it the celebrity have suicides. to kill themselves to make yeah, regular people because be noticed. we have people every day that are committing suicide and and I think we talked about this before that's a topic that's very close to me so mm-hmm. um I tend to be more in tune with those types of stories yeah so it's like I see people every day and then I volunteer with the suicide foundation yeah, you started that for your birthday I saw that I donated a little change I did do this was my first year asking for donations typically I yeah. make my own personal donation and I knew that was big for you because when I saw it I was like she don't never ask nobody no, for shit I don't but uh-huh. to my surprise my my friends really came through and yeah. I, I met my goal and was able to do something to good for the foundation. But to answer Drina's question, it's my voice cracking. To answer Gina, Drina's question <laughs> in reference to like masculinity, I do think ego or masculinity gets in the way of people, like especially men addressing mm-hmm. depression sure. and, mm-hmm. and mental health. And the reason I say that, and this is all honesty, I don't have the guts to kill myself mm-hmm. for one. I tell people all the time, people like to talk and say, that's the easy way out. That's the coward way out. Mm-mm. No, nigga. If you put a gun to your head and pull the trigger, you know before you do that that you're not coming back. Mm-hmm. Or you're taking a risk that you it might not work. It may not work, and then you fucking just a, a, a vegetable. vegetable. But yeah. the good thing about being a vegetable, you don't fucking know you're a vegetable. But yeah. somebody else has to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're a coward to do that. I think, is it some form of selfishness? Yes. Mm-hmm. When you have other people that depend on you. But it does take some kind of strength to say, you know, know what I don't know what's going on I'm out and the reason I say that is because we if you really think we're living long bro Mm -hmm. if you go back to like the great depression and like the 1800s and 17 like motherfuckers you was good to live to be 23 niggas had great stories being told about them like uh Ragnar uh, Lofbrook the dude from Vikings he was Mm -hmm. a real guy he was a real Viking I think he died when he was like 30 something bro but he did so many voyages and took over so much shit and became a king mm-hmm. in the Viking kingdom so fast because you don't, you, they didn't know when they was going to die. They just did everything. Now I feel like we just have so much fucking time to live that where you get to a certain point to where certain things you don't plan to be 50. And when you accomplish things that you never thought of, or you don't have anything else that you're striving for. It's like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Last year, recovering from Bell's palsy, I remember sitting in a state of depression because I've dealt with it. I didn't never deal with depression really until Bell's palsy. And dealing with that, I remember sitting up on my couch and I was like, and my, to myself, I was thinking, what else am I supposed to be doing? 
uh, started a podcast. Of course, you want this shit to blow up and you want to get bigger and you want things to grow. And by God, grace of God, things have gotten better. Mm -hmm. It is getting bigger. But at the same time, you start thinking like, what if it doesn't happen? And I told her this so many times people say, hey, you got next. You're going to do this. I'm sure Franklin hears that shit with his photography. Hey, you're going to blow up. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. And yeah, we're in it and we're working and we're grinding. But at some point you look at yourself and you say, when? And sometimes anybody correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes you don't even think you will make it, but you keep doing it because it's like, what else am I supposed to be doing? Right. So depression is real. Mm-hmm. The ego, mm-hmm. to answer your question, Drina, I think the masculine ego does get in front of that because it, it's hard the times that I've told you. It's times I've called her, bro, and I'm talking and I literally start crying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's just so much shit on my plate. It's so much shit I'm going through. I said that people be like, oh, part owner y'all now at MZ Studios. That's more work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money's coming, but that's more work because you have to keep something up. Mm-hmm. And all these people want to do shit, just be ready for what you're signing up for. Yeah. Well, my take on her question is I definitely think it does affect it, but I also think it's getting better because now in this day and For time, sure. more yeah. people are talking about mental health and therapy. Openly. Yes. And, and it, making it, a, they're removing the stigma. So I think it is getting better. I think when the ego does get in a way, it's up to the individual. And I know, mm-hmm. and, and, and especially, of course, I think it's still a balance to play devil's advocate because you think about it and you'd be like, oh, it's crazy that it's blowing up and people are talking more about the death now that K. Spade did it and mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain or Bordeaux or however you pronounce his name, no disrespect, how he did it. Well, just because they're famous don't mean we don't acknowledge it either mm-hmm. because one thing that I think people don't understand is famous people, and I was telling you about this with LeBron. So many people always talking about LeBron hair. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the way he look. Yeah. They talk about him on the court. They talk about him off the court. They try to because he's good off the court from what we know. Mm-hmm. But it's like I tell people, I'm like, do y'all know the pressure that that is to say I'm not going to read this? Mm-hmm. But then to wake up and you read this shit like his hand fucked up now. Mm-hmm. And people like, oh, he just being dramatic and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nigga, did you get to NBA finals right. nine straight times? How mm-hmm. many people have actually done that, whether they won or they lost? But sometimes for me, it's like, give a motherfucker some credit. Mm-hmm. Because if they if, if we had a magnifying glass on our raggedy ass lives, oh, on yeah. some of our lives, people just imagine if you was on television and somebody talking about your kid. Mm-hmm. And then they talking about your weight gain, but you may be struggling with diabetes or some kind of medical issue. Or if you, they say, oh, somebody <laughs> went to the you know hospital to have surgery. Somebody, TMZ going to instantly say, oh, it's surgery, plastic or whatever. What are they doing? Some kind of shit to their body, not knowing that it may be your health. They got a lot of shit to deal with. I'm on a macro level. And I feel that level of pressure mm-hmm. to keep podcasting, to keep putting out dope content. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I send something to, uh, we'll, we'll talk and I'll send something to Poster and it won't be on time and I'll be like, I know what he going through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I want it now, but then I'm like, yeah, this dude is, supp- yeah, but I'm like, this dude is supporting himself, his wife, his mm-hmm. wife is helping support him. They supporting each other. He going here and there. You see him on the road all the time. And mm-hmm. just like w- what Terrell said about the relationship, yeah. I've gotten to a point where I look back and I tr- literally try to put myself in people's shoes and be like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And one time, because, you know, he does my audio visualizers, so I know how to put stuff together. I remember one time I was like, I'm going to just try to do one for myself. Nigga, I started reading them directions. I saw that YouTube video. I said, I'm going to call this nigga, let this nigga do this. Yeah, because and he may not get me. it to me by Thursday, <laughs> but I won't be finished to motherfucking Thursday. <laughs> But so, no. you know, you, you learn your role, too. You made a comment. You were saying that just because they're celebrities, you don't think it's that um, they shouldn't be mentioned. I do think that they should be 
recognize. No, I'm just saying because you know other no, people do that. No, what I'm saying is the problem comes in where you'll have everybody tweeting about suicide awareness. Yeah. The hashtag will be trending for a week, and oh, then, then yeah, that's nobody cares. My so you don't. You, like there's so that. many people that don't genuinely care about the cause. What was your best say, Spider? So that's what I like about like Kevin Love and Demar Derozan both this year came out and that. started talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because I'm, I'm bipolar myself. Yeah. So it's something I deal with, and like being hearing people like that, yeah, come out and talk about it. I think really helps. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and not to be funny, the transparency for you to be able to sit there and yeah. say I'm bipolar. Mm-hmm. People, you don't know if somebody's gonna have well, a stigma. You'll yeah. figure it out eventually. You know what I'm saying? But I haven't, so I haven't <laughs> until you said that. So it's like you still do a good job of it. Yeah. I just think uh, if we could do away with the stigma, so much would be a lot. So much things would change, and to be able to be empathetic and sympathetic for people who do have mental disorders mm-hmm. or deal with things like that. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. And it doesn't mean you're weak. Yeah. That's something I had to deal with when yeah. we first started dating. She would all, you know, when we I, get into it, she mm-hmm. would go through her little things, and I would be like, man, that's pussy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man! And what I'm you, like, what the you fuck haven't you, you haven't went through the things oh, that I went through. Oh, but when that bell's palsy, God yeah. said, "Let me drop a little of this sugar yeah. bell's palsy on you, brother." Mm-hmm. Let's see how you handle this good, great depression. And the crazy thing about it is, people—that's not something that I share off top with yeah. people. So for me to do that in front of you, it meant that I trusted you oh, yeah, to a certain level. So for that to be your response, yeah. it was like, I was "Okay, what the fuck did I just do?" I was an asshole. Yeah. Hey man, I've got I've gotten better. Yeah. We've all changed. Yeah. We're growing. Yeah. We're evolving. I could just think if I was thirty five, still acting like some of these niggas who twenty eight. That would be a problem. That would be bad <laughs> business. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about staying focused. What, what am I, let me? What am I reading this? Oh yeah, I did want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So many podcasters are coming out now. Mm-hmm. New ones like the the famous people. Oh yeah. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, it's so crazy how famous people come out with a podcast and instantly it's a hit. Or a show. Mm -hmm. Or a show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the good thing about the shows is a lot of them fade because that's what they do. So when you see it, if it's shit, it's shit. Boom. But it's crazy because some of these people, famous people, they'll have podcasts and they'll do a show and I'll listen to it or somebody else will listen to it. And it's like, you don't think this is shit? But once you reach a certain status and you are a person of, you know, like prestige or, Mm -hmm. you know, you have that star on you. People gonna listen to that shit whether it's boring or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hear ye, hear ye. To all the other podcasters who just normal like me, man, don't stop. Cause it's a lot of people that's getting discouraged and want to give up. Now, if your shit is shit and you know it's shit and people telling you it's shit, stop it. Like maybe step off, learn it, do a little more research and come back. Mm-hmm. But the people who feel like you only got one follower, like uh Terrell was saying, he has more than one. Yeah. But he was talking about not focusing on the numbers. Mm-hmm. I I too had to do that. You literally got to be like, you know what? I feel like I have something to say. Mm-hmm. I have a craft. And you got to know that regardless. you're... Exactly. And you know that your intent is to help people and to spread a certain message. My message... Like, people ask me all the time, what is your message for the podcast? It's just to enlighten people and educate people through real stories from real people while also making people laugh and telling my true story. I tell people all the time, if I had the money or people knew about me, my life is a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. It really could be one. Yes, it could. Boats and hoes. <laughs> oh God! You know, <laughs> it literally could be something, but you know, I choose not to be that. So I just want people to, you know, stay focused, stay on that. I know a lot of people was talking about the Jada Pinkett Red Table thing. Oh my God! Well, that is absolutely amazing. Okay, I was going to ask you, but the the I'm not saying it's not. And you can tell me about it, but I'm not saying it's not. It's just that it came out of nowhere and it just took off. Are you shaking your head now? Like a good thing or a bad thing? You don't like it. So why do you like it, Artesia? 
Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I like it from the female perspective and just having the three different generations there and seeing how different. Because one of the things that I'm really caught up on now is um, breaking the cycle. Yeah. You know, certain things have been passed down in my family from generation to generation and watching myself evolve and do that with my children. Yeah. And I think it's important. So Jada, she gets a lot of flack for certain things that they will and Jada for certain things that they've allowed their children to do. Mm -hmm. But I find myself being way more lenient than I thought I would be as a parent. So because there's no way is the right way. Exactly. And that's why I think and we've kind of and and this is great because it's leading into the next look topic. But it's like with our relationship, people are always trying to figure out what's what. And I know Will Smith and Jada Pinkett have talked about that because mm-hmm. he's been in Columbia like for the last couple of months just doing shit. Mm-hmm. And she's been over here doing whatever she's doing. And people, and you know, they had to think about the open relationship and that possibly happening. So it's like people just always in your business trying to dictate how you do things and the way you should move. And, and nobody can tell you what's best for you. And everything, they, even with our relationship, everything we've done has been in the gray. Mm-hmm. Like even when like we what, we talked probably like three years before it was like I gave you the title yeah. of a girlfriend and people used to be like, why you won't just be with her? And it's like, bro, I need to feel something. But I never let her on. We would talk and be like, hey, you ready? No, I'm not ready. We still mm-hmm. good. And then at some point I was just like, she deserves this title with everything that she's fucking doing. Because the only thing a title does really, it just basically states this is this and this is that. Mm-hmm. And nigga don't be talking to other bitches like you ain't single no more. You not single nigga. Mm-hmm. So quit talking to these hoes like y'all. That's what it says. And that's why niggas don't really want to get that thing. They want to feel like, you know what? This is real shit. This ain't Steve Harvey. This is real shit. Niggas don't want to give up a title because if they fuck with a girl, if they have a situationship for six months or a year and they decide to start fucking other bitches and doing whatever they want, they are not obligated to you. A title allows them not to be obligated to you. Mm-hmm. When they give you that title, everything they're held, they're held accountable for everything. I remember telling her that I said, if I give you the label of a girlfriend, the expectations go up another level. And vice versa. You don't get to not give no ass up for a week. You don't get to come around this bitch and ain't no cooking going on and I ain't cook like whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever the things that I need, like you said, expectations go up too. Mm-hmm. I just have to say that because people like cook, fuck, clean. This ain't the fittest. She has expectations for me too. Mm-hmm. So if I'm meeting her expectations and fucking and laying on your back and cooking is what I need or want for a moment and period of time. Lay on your fucking back for 20 minutes and take this goddamn dick and then Jesus, let's go cook. That I did not like the way that sounded. Yeah, and nobody else will either, but is it not right? You I know got what I'm the saying? gist of what you were saying. All right, well, let me sound a little bit more professional. You know, I would just like my woman to be able to allow me to consummate with her. I want to be able to it's all about be intimate. And I think be we re- could just cover yeah, it just, with Yeah, just, yeah. But I want to get real in there because we need to know. Yeah. A lot of dudes, simple things are just fucking mm-hmm. eating and we lazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. So somebody to pick up after us. Yeah. No, we don't want our mothers because our mothers can't deep throw the dick. <laughs> so you can't say, oh, they want your mother. I don't fuck my mama. Oh, God. I don't lay my mama back, on, exactly. lay her down on her back by holding my hand on the back of her neck. So we ain't asking for mothers. We just ask for grown ass women who can multitask mm-hmm. and women are asking for grown ass men mm-hmm. who can multitask and take care of a home. Mm-hmm. Is that not right? I just don't understand why shit sounds so bad when men say it. <laughs> women say the same shit. I want to be protected. That says I want a nigga to pay for my food, be able to pay some bills and do some shit. Come on. Protection. protection. Y'all want to be financially protected and y'all also want to be physically protected. Mm-hmm. But protection is encompassed with financial and stability. Yes, yeah, stability. Exactly. We want a stable nut. <laughs> stability. <laughs> be consistent. Our shit just happens to be different. Mm-hmm. We're mind we're we're small minded. Hey. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. 
I'm just telling you what it is. It did take a lot for me to ask her to be my uh, girlfriend, though. Yeah. And then the girl before her, it took me a lot to ask her. And the girl I brought off all mm-hmm. to ask somebody to yeah. be something to you. You were pacing back and forth with the one before me. Oh, shit. Yeah, because that was when we worked together. Yeah. And I, you went to the stairwell and was like, and you came back and was like, bro. I just asked her to be my girl. It took everything out of me. Like that was just, like you just proposed or something. Didn't it take some? I know you love chastity, bro. But wasn't it tough? You had thoughts, and I'm pretty sure he had thoughts up until the day of the wedding. Am I doing the right thing? I'm pretty sure she had the same goddamn thought. Am I doing the right thing? She, but me, you didn't get a yes from her. <laughs> oh, you did? Well, see, that's men though, and that's the. It doesn't make you bad mm-hmm. because that's all men. Yeah. These are the kind of let me let me give you a a preview. I've never been married, but this is the preview of thoughts. This is the last piece of pussy I'm gonna get. The last ever. <laughs> and I'm wrong if I do step outside of it. <laughs> Half of everything? Why is my stuff not in the shower but hers in? What is all of this shit on the sink? Am I ready to deal with this? Every day? Forever ever? <laughs> Slow thoughts. Doesn't mean the motherfucker don't want to marry you or be with you. Mm-hmm. Just means that nigga is scared. Yeah. Like having a baby. All men fear responsibility, but real men accept it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. Don't let no nigga tell you different because you'll have women saying a real man wouldn't. Bitch, you not in his mind. We all scared. Somebody's I just, coming. I just think it's funny that so many people think they have life figured out. And, and nobody does. Dictate what it should be. My mama is 56 be. years old and I'm pretty sure every day she wake up like, am I made? She called me sometime mm-hmm. and be like, is this the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I remember one time your mom, she called me and she asked me advice on something. And I was like, she calling me asking me this because like but, that's the thing though yeah she was adopted mm-hmm. both her parents died before i think all her parents were dead before she was 40 something mm-hmm. so at four i mean i'm six i'm five four years from 40 mm-hmm. and it was like that situation and other conversations that i've had with friends yeah you know family People and it's like know. we're literally all out here just winging just winging it, it. And that's why I think I put that post up the other day. I was like, everybody hit me up saying, how do you do this? How do you do that? How Mm -hmm. do you get better? How do you do this with the podcast? And I'm like, bro, I'm learning every day. Mm -hmm. I literally, like I tell her the same way I hit her up with messages about doing things or getting better with events. I do the same thing with poster boy. Mm -hmm. I'll send him something and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or I'll tag him in something. He Mm -hmm. do the same shit for me. We all just out here figuring it out. Like I said on that picture, we just make the shit look easy. Exactly. But it ain't. But I think once you realize that and you take that pressure off yourself, that's when you really start to live and enjoy life. And that's the, that's the place that I'm in right now. Yeah, me too. And that's why I'm having so much fun. And when you realize that people really are looking to you for their greatness. Exactly. Niggas is really looking to us for their greatness. (laughs) To Frank, to her, yeah. to me. Nick, sometimes niggas ask me questions. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Nigga, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm just out here doing it. <laughs> How do you do it? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I tell her all the time. People always be like, you should have more call-ins, which we're going to try and think about doing that. Yeah, but I was like, a different way because you I don't want to take yeah. from the, it being a podcast. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want it to be a radio show. A mm-hmm. lot of things that people want to do is not podcasting. It's radio. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do radio, go work in radio. This is not radio. Yeah. I have a great voice. She has a great voice. A lot of people have a great voice. Don't mean you're supposed to be in radio. Mm-hmm. I just think you need to be yourself. You'll have people that I've heard so many podcasts with dudes talking like this the whole time. Yeah, and I was talking to her, bro, and she was just like, you know. Hey, turn it on. Yeah, and it's like, I'm like, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe in the first minute, a girl may be like, oh, he got a sexy voice. Mm-hmm. But my inflection in my voice showing excitement in the story is what keeps people ears to the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being yourself is a big deal. In this that's business. the fucking yeah. thing. Big deal. Yeah, so yeah, I went over to work today, and they're going to be like, what? 
Like what do you say? Everyone that comes through here, I'm like, man, if you can have a conversation like you're chilling with your homies on the couch, that's, that's what, what you I want to hear. And that's what mm-hmm. you get. Like I got, like I said, I have a little, a few things that keep me from forgetting things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like I told her, I was like, I just want to come in and let people, especially during the interview, mm-hmm. I want people to come in and teach me what it is they know. So I can listen and then when I whatever I'm saying back to you or whatever question I'm asking back to you, mm-hmm. I'm regurgitating that shit back from my knowledge that I'm learning of what you've told me. Mm-hmm. My question is being generated solely off what you asked me, not what I have on a piece of paper. Yeah. Frank is in here recording. Anybody can see that I'll have my phone sitting here or a piece of paper, but rarely do I really look down on it unless I'm reading the introduction of the outro because mm-hmm. that's the way it's supposed to be. What else you got to say? That's it. I could have sworn we had something else. I Masturbation think- is key. Masturbation makes for the rela- it to every for the rela- for episode. Peop- for people who are in relationships. <coughs> <laughs> every single episode. I am not a professional, but the best way to make a relationship work, honestly, truly, and this is no bullshit, is really, truly listening to your partner. Mm-hmm. And understanding if you do for them the way it should, and, and this is this is the easy thing. Do what they want you to do. Do the things that make them happy. That's what you're there for. That's mm-hmm. what. That's why she accepted your invite to be a boyfriend, and that's why he asked her because he was like, "I want this to keep going. Whatever she's giving you, you know." But mm-hmm. when it when the reciprocity stops and you feel like I'm continuously giving and I'm not getting nothing back, have a conversation. Don't leave. If you have a conversation and it still happens, then you may need to consider leaving. I feel like me and her. The reason we work out is because the conversation always happens. No matter how hard it is, no matter no matter where the tears come, you got to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I would say this to black men. I'm trying to start giving out advice on, re, on real spills. Oh, okay. Be more emotional and be more open to your friend. Like, no, real shit. No, I Frankly, I remember one day me and him was working on something, and before I hung up the phone, he was like, bro, we good now. And I was like, what you talking about? He's like, you ain't got to just call me for business. He's like, I'll hit you up sometime to chop it up with you, and you can do the same. And I didn't do that because I have a history of befriending people, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the wrong person. So I was like, I kept telling him, I was like, he cool. But I was like, I don't want to get connected to this dude, and then I get fucked over again. But it's like. Now we all connected. Now we like family. Mm-hmm. He here. We travel together. We do shit together. We talk outside of that, and we shoot shoot the shit and shoot each other's ideas on bettering each other. Like, mm-hmm. now I don't just shoot him ideas and be like, hey, this is for me. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot something and be like for him. Like that was an amazing video you and Franklin yes. did. Like that was amazing. And I remember seeing that video that Frank did of his wife. And I was like, bro, that look like a gap ad. Mm-hmm. So I just took it, made a little gift, and I sent it to him. He's like, I ain't even think of that. And I was like, you can you can sample that shit or create a whole bunch of little ones like that, put it out on the internet, and before you know it, people will be using that shit. And before you know it, somebody will be like, Who is that? Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta support just by money. Mm-hmm. You can support by sharing, liking, reposting, mentioning. And not just by words either. Postboy.com, P O S T R B O I. Is that even a right Postboy.me. That me. Motherfucker, always trying to check a nigga. Let a nigga live. I'm just saying, if you're going to put it out there. Well, man, we're going to get ready to get up out of here, man. Artesia, thanks again for coming out. You don't want to tell them where they can find you on social media? No, Artesia.com. That, no. That's just social no. media. I don't know. You need Social media at No Artesia. I'm pushing her to do this book, Doug. She got a story. I've been wanting to do the book. I'm pushing her to do this book. And I told her, I said, we ain't doing no Amazon shit. No. We ain't I, doing you, none of that no, where people like, I got a book out. And then you look the book up. It's book. nothing wrong with that, it's but not, that's not the route that I wanted to go personally. Yeah, because I know I sound kind of yeah, arrogant. Yeah, you do. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, but I just I, believe in doing the best of the best I and applied. having the best of the best and doing the best of the best, no, and we're going to do it. I that's it. it. It's like you said, no shade to other yeah. people. But it's like me and Frank, when I be talking, I'm like, what other equipment do you need mm-hmm. that we can do to, if you, if you want, because this is the thing I look at. If you're going to have people saying, hey, look at this podcast, mm-hmm. look at me, that shit better be quality. 
Because they somebody you may get that eye to look at you, and then if your shit ain't prepared mm-hmm. and you ain't got the shit out there right, they're gonna be like, hmm? Yeah. The shit that he did for, for chastity, quality. Mm-hmm. All the work you do, quality. I'm excited about this Atlanta interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that once, you know. <laughs> A little bit excited about this shit. You know, Atlanta's gonna be good. Got ass out there, tattoos, great food. Atlanta's gonna good be times. good. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. So uh, be sure to keep up with all things the reality is. I'm not gonna do the spill, but you know, if you want to check us out, you can follow us on uh, the reality is on Instagram or any social media platform. That's T H A. The reality is. I am Sir Robert Pro on Instagram, Anthony Roberts on Facebook. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast, you can email us at info at the It's so important, man. If you guys are listening to this podcast, please leave us a rating or review. You know, if I talk too much, say that I'm cool with that. If you like it, if you don't like it, tell me the parts you don't like it. I want the negative criticism. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. I'm sure it's on the way. But I, you know, I want that shit. So we're going to get up out of here, man. Always remember the inhale courage to excel success. Chastity, thanks for coming through. Post support, thanks for coming through. It's on your day off. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, happy birthday to the homie Brandon. Yeah. Brandon Spillman, happy birthday, man. Happy birthday to Joe Shaw. Uh, Artesia, your birthday was on last Monday, the fourth, mm-hmm. June fourth. No birthdays in, in, in when your birthday done? November. November. Mm-hmm. All right, so you right behind me. But shout out to all the Gemini's. Yeah. No matter how crazy y'all motherfuckers are, how yin yang is fucked off and your fucking equilibrium is shit. Really? We appreciate you guys and happy birthday to all your bitches. You bitch, you. Oh God. All right, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Real talk straight. You gotta call that episode applesauce and titty milk. <laughs> that would be a It'd be confusing as hell till the end. Hell yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, what? Applesauce and titty milk. That was a horrible combination. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out something that babies like. And they like titties and applesauce. <laughs> I do so, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so at any point on here too, Doug, if you want to jump in, you can jump in, man. We're just doing a recap. I'm so not used to you calling him by his real name. I don't, I'm his friend now. We're friends. I mean, I know. I don't mind as long, you know. I like to be spider on when we're doing the show. That's what I'm saying. I be yeah. trying to when do I'm that. out in public. Yeah. <laughs> I done not I didn't sat down and ate dinner with him. We done broke bread together. He's spider to DJ. I know. I'm trying to keep that in there, but I get will, so comfortable he will with call it. Out your whole government name. I don't know his last name, so <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. Most people don't until they write me a check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that little part right there is gonna be saved because I'm is it recording? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm taking that little piece. So we're gonna give it a little silence and then we'll go in. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.